Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Shaleen Show. Today, we are talking about hygiene, feminine hygiene, female hygiene, all the things, all the practices, and some of the products that go beyond just smelling good or feeling good and feeling more confident. We're going to talk about some things that will actually help you to improve your health, prevent disease, and just help you to feel more confident. We are going to go beyond the seventh grade health class, obvious stuff, and talk about some things that sometimes you just you don't know about until somebody tells you about them, and they can be total life changers, game changers. I know some of these things I didn't even discover until this year, so I'm really excited to share these with you. I'm also going to put links, because most of this stuff is available on Amazon, not all, so I'll put links to it in our show notes as well. Not that I'm trying to tell you to spend more money, but like if some of these things sound like a healthier alternative to what you've been using, I encourage you to check them out. All right, let's do it. First, I have to say that everything I'm going to discuss, they're just suggestions. If you want to grow the hair out on your legs long enough to braid it and put beads on it, I mean, more power to you. If you're the kind of person who doesn't want to wear deodorant and likes to take a shower once a week, that's cool. If you wash your hair once a month, that doesn't make you less feminine. And that's the first thing I want to address is that a lot of what is marketed to us as feminine hygiene is done so in such a way that it's meant to like make us feel like we're dirty or we're not feminine enough unless we're using all of these products, unless we're doing all of these things and embarking upon all of these rituals. So take what works for you and ignore the rest. I'm going to like go from head to toe. We're going to talk about your hair, your teeth, your eyes, your face, your skin, your ears, your vulva. We're going to talk about your feet. We're going to talk about your legs. We're going to talk about all the things related to hygiene. And a lot of the things I'm going to talk about, the guys are going to love it too. And by that, I mean they could benefit from using some of these things. Also, I want to mention that I am not a clean beauty expert. Personally, I do my best to use non-toxic beauty and non-toxic all natural, 100% organic products for the most part. But I'm not 100%. And there are certain things where it's like, I'm, I'm just not giving this up. Like my hairspray, I, I'm not even going to look it up to see if it's toxic or not because I'm not giving up my perfectly shellacked side sweat bangs. I'm just not, even if it means I might lose a couple of years of my life. I think we all have to make that decision. And I commend those of you who have really taken an investigative approach to everything you're putting on your skin and in your skin. I think that's amazing. And some people are, they're adamant about it. Like they look at the fibers that their couch is made out of and they wouldn't dream of using like bleach in their house or any type of cleaning products that aren't 100% organic. Nothing but 100% non-toxic, all natural ingredients are going in their body or on their body. And I think that is so commendable. But for some of us, we want to balance that. I think if it's going to make you crazy, if it's going to make you obsessive or unhappy to like give up that one particular product, that's your personal decision. All right. So let's start first with dry shampoo. So if you don't wash your hair every day yet, like for myself, my hair is very thin and it tends to be oily. So if I have an event, if I have something I want to look nice for, I have to wash my hair. Whereas some of you need to go a couple of days. You need a little bit of oil, a little bit of dirt in your hair for it to really look its best and to cooperate with you. Because my hair tends to be oily and fine and I don't wash it every day, I use a dry shampoo. Now, this is a little hack that I think a lot of women don't know about. To really get the benefits of dry shampoo, 
you want to put it in the night before. So if I've washed my hair today, tonight before I go to bed, I put the dry shampoo in my hair. But this is one product I think it is pretty important for you to take a look at the ingredients because a lot of dry shampoos are filled with talc powder and many other ingredients that are just questionable at best. And there's a lot of studies and research to suggest that some of these ingredients, which are all, of course, FDA approved because, you know, thank you, FDA. We're not even going to get into the FDA right now. But most of these products are approved, yet there's a lot of research to suggest that they may be cancer causing. And I just have to be honest and say one of the bummers (laughs) about using all organic products is, you know, let's be honest, they usually don't work as well. And this is true for deodorants, perfumes, and dry shampoos. I'm just going to be honest. They don't work as well. So it's that trade-off. You have to decide, okay, do I want to put something that's potentially cancer-causing on my body, or am I willing to go, well, at least it's better than nothing, and hopefully I am not putting a poison on my skin. Okay, so what have I found that works? I really like, it's called Lulu Organics, And it is completely non-telc. It's 100% organic. It smells pretty good. They've got a bunch of different scents. I love the lavender sage scent. I mean, they have a patchouli, as I say, a patchouli and a rose. I don't like the smell of rose. They also have an unscented. The ultimate hack, though, is putting the dry shampoo in your hair the night before. Now, I like doing this for a couple of reasons. Number one, it helps me to go to bed with my husband smelling clean, even if I haven't washed my hair. Our hair tends to attract oils. It holds scents. If you've ever cooked something that has like a very strong fragrance or scent or odor, you notice it's in your hair. Like our hair grabs onto odors. I notice that whenever I use a dry shampoo on my hair before I go to bed, Brett always notices. He's like, oh, you smell so good. What's that scent? And that makes me feel more feminine, more desirable, more confident. Another hygiene hack that I love is putting a scent on my hairbrush. Fellas, they can do this too. And it's just nice because if you have a signature cologne or a signature perfume that you like to wear, or if you are trying to go fragrance-free and you're using essential oils, put a couple of drops of that on your hairbrush. Then as you're brushing through your hair, it's just a nice subtle smell because you know sometimes when you're dousing yourself in whether it's essential oils or your favorite fragrance, We get used to the smell. Don't you notice that? Like we get used to the scent. Like I don't even notice my perfume anymore because I've been wearing it for so many years. And that's one of those things I'm probably not going to give up. But I've been wearing it for so long that I don't smell it on my clothes. I don't smell it on me. But like if I loan a jacket or a coat to one of my friends, I'll be like, oh, wow, this really has your signature smell on it, which must mean I'm probably dousing myself. But one way to just have like a nice, lovely, light scent is to put whatever you're comfortable using, a little bit of it on your hairbrush. You can do this every couple of days and it just helps to disperse the scent. Now let's talk about the skin on your face. One thing that's become really popular in the last, I don't know, five or so years is called dermaplaning. I know you know what I'm talking about. It's ladies shaving their faces, but I hate calling it shaving. That to me, I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna be in a sideshow at the Alpina Fair If you're from Northern Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm going to be like the bearded lady at the Alpina Fair if I tell someone I'm shaving. But dermaplaning, I love that phrase. That works for me. So what is it and do you need to worry about your hair going back thicker and more coarse? No, that is a myth. 
Dermaplaning is probably a phrase created by some dermatologists. And basically what you're doing is removing the peach fuzz and very fine hair that you have on your face. And it makes your face incredibly smooth, baby smooth, which helps your lotions to go on a little bit better. It allows you to have a smoother appearance. And for some of us, as we enter perimenopause and menopause, you're going to notice you're getting more peach fuzz. Some of us, depending on your nationality, you just tend to have more peach fuzz or more dark hair on the sides of your face. Now, if that doesn't bother you, leave it. Leave it as is. You don't have to do anything with that. But if you are going to try dermaplaning, I want you to know it is not going to make the hair grow back thicker or coarser. If that were, in fact, true then all of us would be repeatedly shaving our heads so that our hair would come back thicker and coarser. I think that's just like a wives' tale, old wives' tale that our grandmas or moms used to tell us so that we didn't want to shave our legs too early or something. I don't know. Personally, I am not a fan of the battery-operated razors for dermaplaning. I've tried many of them. None of them work for me. I don't know. Some people love them. That's great. I don't have one to recommend for you. Maybe somebody does. They could mention it in the pod squad. I prefer to use just those disposable razors for a couple of reasons. Number one, you don't want to reuse those razors. That's how you can get into some serious trouble. If you're reusing those dermaplane facial razors, they could have bacteria on them. There's always the potential to, to cut your face and have a bacterial infection. So just be careful in how you do this. I would say to watch a few YouTube videos so you know exactly what you're doing. You just want a a very, very light touch. You're not pressing down hard against the skin. It does give your skin this amazing exfoliated feel. You only want to do this on a very clean face, no oils, no lotions, nothing on the face. And don't immediately apply your makeup or lotions. Give your skin time to dry and to heal before doing that. And in fact, I wouldn't even do your whole face. I would just start in one little area and see how it does. I would say I dermaplane probably once every two weeks, sometimes once a month. Sometimes I don't do it until I'm like standing in front of a 10X mirror and I'm like, what in the heck? When did all this fuzz come back? (laughs) And for sure, it's something I never do in front of my husband. Brett doesn't even know that I dermaplane because he would be like, what are you doing? I wouldn't even tell him what it is. I'd be like, oh, it's just an exfoliant. He'd be like, oh, okay. We interrupt this broadcast to answer frequently asked questions about CBD. It's crazy how many questions I get about this topic and how many misconceptions there are about CBD. First of all, CBD, there are many different forms. There's many different types. And you can buy it now at your local gas station. Because it's not regulated by the FDA, you need to be hella careful about using a very reputable company. Some things you need to understand about CBD. First of all, the type of CBD that my soul CBD produces is a pure CBD, which means you can't get high from it. There is no THC, which is the part of the plant that gives you that hallucinogenic or the high characteristics that people refer to. My soul CBD is an isolate. There's no other ingredients. It's pure. And the other reason why I love my soul CBD is because they actually care about the manufacturing process, how it's farmed, how it's packaged, quality control, and taste. 
CBD oils are very much like protein powders. Like there's some stuff on the market because it's not regulated where you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're paying for. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And that's why it is so imperative that you go with a company that actually cares about the reputation and the quality of their ingredients and has that brand integrity. And that's why I recommend My Soul CBD. I encourage you to give them a try and get 15% off by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. You'll get 15% off. All right. So what should you pick up your first time? Well, I'm a big fan of the watermelon flavored dropper oils that you just put under your tongue or you can put it in a drink. If you're not into oils, their gummies are like quite tasty, I might add. Their new sleepy gummy, those are remarkable. Those are my three picks. Try yours now and the whole line of CBD products by going to mysoulcbd.com. Again, it's mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. And that's the important part because that's going to give you 15% off automatically at checkout. If you want to enter a code, you can. It's code 15, but you shouldn't need to. You should just be able to just go directly to that link, mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. All right, back to the show. Now let's talk about your breath. If you sleep with your mouth open, this one is really important for your health. This one could help you to live longer, reduce gum disease and tooth decay. This is one that I wish my dentist had told me about this like 20 years ago. If my dentist had told me about, like I have a new dentist who told me about this, they're called Xylomelts. I'm gonna tell you about them in just a second. But all my life, I have been a mouth breather. I just can't breathe through my nose when I'm sleeping. So I breathe through my mouth when I'm sleeping. And what that does is it creates an environment for bacteria to thrive, which is I would just wake up and feel like I'd I'd eaten roadkill or something. And I constantly had tooth decay. I didn't care how many times I brushed my teeth and flossed and did all the things. And I'm like, I'm not eating sugar. I do not understand why are my teeth so prone to decay? Like I would have cavities. And then my cavities would ultimately turn into needing a root canal. It was crazy. I'm like, what is going on? Do I just have bad teeth? Finally, I got a new dentist who was like, oh, well, let me ask you. Do you sleep with your mouth open? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's why. That's why this is happening. There's nothing wrong with your teeth. It's that you're allowing bacteria to build up in your mouth overnight. But by using a xylomelt, which is xylitol, you will kill the bacteria in your mouth overnight It also keeps your mouth moist, which is amazing because having a dry mouth in the middle of the night, people don't realize it, but that's causing sleep disturbances. And sleep disturbances are interrupting, obviously, your body's ability to clean your brain. So basically, if you're sleeping with your mouth open or if you have dry mouth, you're cutting short your lifespan by introducing bacteria in your mouth because that creates gum disease and gum disease leads to a whole host of other diseases, not to mention the fact that if you have a dry mouth, it's impacting your sleep. And we already know that if it's impacting your sleep, it's going to make your ADHD worse. It's going to lead to potentially lead to Alzheimer's. Like finding a remedy to your dry mouth is really important. It goes far beyond just having fresh breath in the morning. And I swear by these xylomelts, I literally, I wish I had a discount code for you guys. I buy them on Amazon. So here's how they work. They're like a little... Do you know what an Eltoid looks like? You know, like a mint? It's about the size of an Eltoid. But one side of it is this tan color and the other side of it is white, okay? You lick the tan side. You lick it. 
and then you just press it on your gum line. So for me, wherever it's comfortable, maybe it's on your lower gum line or your upper gum line. For me, I press it in my gum line. So it's, you know, between my cheek and my gum line, just above my very back top molar. And then you just kind of hold it there and you just kind of like swish, you know, like take the saliva out of that area and you just kind of like suck it into place. Almost like a, have you ever tried to keep a cough drop in place? It's almost like that. And after about like a minute, it's stuck and it will not go anywhere. It's not going to choke you in the middle of the night. It literally stays there all night. And it slowly, very, very slowly dissolves over the course of the night. And it's got a very soft, soft mint flavor. And it's killing bacteria in your mouth with an all-natural product, xylitol. Xylitol is, it's basically made from a tree. It's 100% organic. It's perfectly safe. And you're going to wake up in the morning. And number one, you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night with a dry mouth. And number two, you're going to wake up. I do this. And I'm like, wow, I have super fresh breath. It's crazy. I mean, you still need to brush your teeth, which leads me to my next hygiene hack, which is a tongue scraper. These are very inexpensive. I know you've heard people talk about them and you've probably thought to yourself, do I really need that? Uh, You do. That's the thing about bad breath. You and I both know this. People who have bad breath, they don't know they have bad breath. Can we both agree on that? Okay, so if people who have bad breath don't know they have bad breath, you do understand that there's a good possibility that maybe you have bad breath and you don't know you have bad breath. Taking care of your tongue is actually an essential part of oral hygiene and not just because it improves your breath. Obviously, we know that there's bacteria that can be trapped in our tongues and many people don't understand that that can increase your likelihood of gum disease and of having cavities and of course having bad breath. But researchers found people who just brush their tongue with their toothbrush, they leave a lot of bacteria behind. Using a tongue scraper can remove up to 30% more of the sulfur compounds that are found in your tongue. Again, even if you're brushing your tongue, using a tongue scraper is so much more effective. And you want to get your kids in the habit of doing this too. You know who else we need to get in the habit of doing this? Our parents. I don't know if it's just me, but I've noticed that people over... 65. Listen, if that's you, you need to hear this. I don't know if y'all aren't flossing as much. I have to say this. I don't know if you're not prioritizing your oral hygiene, but you need to because we want to talk to you. We've noticed your hearing isn't that great, so we have to get real close to you. And if we're going to get real close to you, you want to have fresh breath. And obviously, we want you to live longer. Did you know that bacteria in the mouth is linked to heart disease and cancer, and lots of new research suggesting that some of that bacteria may also be linked to Alzheimer's. So clean your tongue and floss. My kids can tell you this. From the time they were, I don't know, teenagers, that's when they first came out with those Oral-B dental picks, and we buy those suckers in bulk. These picks can be found everywhere in my house. And by that, I mean, if no matter what room you're in, I have a little decorative container. And when you open up that little decorative container, what you will find in it is an Oral-B dental floss pick. I have them in my car. I have a little packet in my purse. I have them next to my bedstand. I have them on the coffee table. And again, a little decorative container. I've got them in a container inside our junk drawer. They're everywhere. And so everyone in my family 
is always flossing. It's like a thing that we do. Like when we're watching TV, like as the second we're done with a meal, one of us just always grabs that little box and just kind of hands out a floss pick to everybody in the room. Like it's just a thing. My friends know I always have them with me. Like I, I have them everywhere. Now I want to talk to you about deodorant. Do you need to wear deodorant? I don't know. I think you should ask someone who is going to give you an honest opinion. And if you are going to wear deodorant, what is the best organic, non-toxic deodorant? I do not know. I'm telling you, it's so frustrating. Right now, I'm using Tom's. Do I think it works great? I don't. I think it's fine. I've tried a bajillion, literally. So if you're going to say, look, Shalene, you have to try this one. I promise you. There is no doubt in my mind, whatever you're going to tell me to try, I've tried it. I've literally tried hundreds of them, and I don't know what it is about my biochemistry, but I think most of them make me smell foul. Like, I smell better without them. Tom's, for me, and I think that's the thing, is because they are the ones with all natural ingredients, they're mixing with your own biochemistry. So I think you do just have to try a bunch of them until you can find the one that works for you and don't give up. So I use Tom's, but I'm going to be honest Like when I'm doing a public speaking engagement and I need something industrial strength, I use Brett's deodorant. I think it's so much better than women's deodorant. And that's pretty infrequent. So I'm not too worried about like the exposure to toxins if I'm only using it on a rare occasion. Other than that, I do suggest that you use an all natural deodorant if you're going to use one. Now let's talk about showering. If you follow me on social media, if you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't like, hello, duh. Ashleen Johnson, follow me right now. Okay. But if you follow me, you know that it's kind of like a running joke in our family that I like to work out in my workout clothes and then stay in them. I don't like to get cold and get in a shower and do all the things. I'll go work out and then I'll stay in my sweaty workout clothes for hours. And you might wonder, does she smell? No, she does not. Because what I will do is I will use a body wipe. I keep these in my car and I also keep them in my bathroom. Now, the brand that I like to use is called Good Wipes. So if you look for Good Wipes on Amazon or wherever, you can go to their website too if you want. They sell a couple of different products. One of them is also a vaginal wipe and I don't recommend that. And I'm going to explain why in just a moment, but they do sell what's called the Really Big Body Wipe. They are all natural. They have a very light, all natural fragrance from, I believe, lavender oil, They smell great and, you know, just a quick wipe down of those in my car. I will literally do that. After I finish my workout as I'm driving home, I keep them in my center console along with my dental pick. It would probably make a lot more sense for me to bring a gym bag to the gym and go do this in the locker room. But who's got time? I'm just telling you like it is. The honest truth is I keep them in my center console and as I'm driving home, I pull out one of those big wipes and I just wipe myself down. Now, I don't do my lower body because I'm like driving, hello, but I literally will just reach that thing right up my shirt and I will wipe down my stomach, my abdomen, my breasts, under my arms, my shoulders. You know, I just do my upper body. When I get home, then I will do my lower body. Now, when it comes to cleaning my body, actually, even when it comes to cleaning my face, And in fact, you can actually even use what I'm about to share with you inside the shower too. So I don't know about you, but using a washcloth to me grosses me out. The thought of cleaning my face with a washcloth, knowing that somebody might have used that same washcloth to clean their derriere, no, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. 
even if it's in my same family, I don't know why. Like washcloths, I just they just gross me out. So even when I'm traveling, I travel with these. They're disposable washcloths, basically. I get them. They're called the Clean Skin Club Clean Towel. They're 100% biodegradable. And they're, I don't know, they just make my makeup come off so much easier. And I like to use them in the shower as well. I just, I don't know, I'm kind of grossed out by washcloths. Now, if you love your washcloth and you, or you just have like a special washcloth that you just use for your face or for removing your makeup, I think that's awesome. I'm not trying to add more garbage into landfills. That's why I like that these are biodegradable and 100% organic. So you can check those out. But what you don't need to clean, believe it or not, is your vagina. Now, remember, your vagina is the inside parts. The outside parts are known as, or we need to start referring to them as the vulva, right? So now the vulva is not self-cleaning. And I love this analogy that I heard. I don't even remember who I heard it from, but they said, think of it like your throat. Your throat is self-cleaning. You don't need to clean out your throat. It does that for you. Everything on the inside, your body pretty much takes care of for you. The hygiene that we need to take care of are the things on the outside. So in the same way that we need to have oral hygiene for our mouth and our lips, etc., the same is true of the vulva, which as a reminder, thank you, Dr. Kelly Casperson. By the way, she's going to be back on the show and we're going to do a whole episode about your period and products and what to use and menstrual cramping and all of that, all of that, all of that. That's coming soon. Okay, so back to your vulva. So do you need to clean it? That's the question. Because if you watch what's being marketed to us, there's special washes and soaps that are marketed to us that are supposed to be specifically for our, quote, vagina. And they're still calling it vaginal care or feminine hygiene. You've heard people talk about vaginal steaming or special vaginal wipes. Now, I've checked with the OBGYNs and our resident expert, Kelly Casperson, and she said, listen, you don't need to steam it. You don't need special soap. You shouldn't be using any of those special cleansers. If anything, rinse with water. She also suggested that the pH balancing, you see a lot of wipes that say pH balance or pH balance cleansers. She said, it's just marketing. It's really just preying on women's insecurities, making us think that we were not supposed to have odors, that we're supposed to smell like a rose. And she said, listen, unless there's a foul odor or something else going on, that whole area is self-cleaning. You don't want to irritate it and you want to definitely stay far away from any kind of douching or any of these companies that are preying on our insecurities, suggesting that we need a special kind of soap or a special kind of wipe for down there. She's like, you just don't. However, if you are noticing a lot of dryness, which could be as a result of you entering perimenopause or just your estrogen levels being off, a moisturizer that she recommend is called Fem Pharma. And I'll put a link to that in our show notes as well. In the same way that it's really uncomfortable when you're the lips around your mouth get very dry. The same could be true for some women if you're very dry down there and you want to add moisturizer in the same way that you would add moisturizer to your face or your lips on your face, you might want to add some moisturizer to the labia. There are so many myths and misconceptions when it comes to that area, the labia, the vulva. You've probably heard that you have to wear cotton underwear or that you don't want to wear tight clothing, etc. But experts agree that it's not tight clothing that's a problem. The bigger problem is something so basic, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but I guess I need to, and that's this. 
Ladies, you need to wipe from front to back. Always. Period. End of subject. Front to back. Hopefully, you're teaching your young children this when we're potty training them, but apparently there are a lot of women out there who either have gotten lazy about this or are sloppy, I guess we should say. And there's a lot of bacteria in the back that we need to make sure it doesn't come to the front. Also, after sexual intercourse, you need to make sure you pee. That's it. There's no douching. You don't need to clean that area. You don't need to take a shower and use the shower head. You just need to go pee and then wipe from front to back. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I'm saying it because maybe this will help someone. And while I have you feeling all awkward and such, let's let's talk about grooming the area around your vulva. These things tend to be trendy, like pubic hair grooming was something I'm sure I don't want to know. I'm not even going to ask, but like, I'm, you know, I'm sure our grandparents, that wasn't even a thing. And obviously into the 70s, if you were to get your hands on a, you know, classic playboy, you would see that what was in in vogue at the time was basically a hip-to-hip female jungle. And then apparently sometime in the 80s, people started trimming things up and then they started really trimming things up. And for some women, for a lot of women and for a lot of men even now, they prefer to be clean as a whistle, clean shaven or razored to be perfectly smooth. Whether you laser or razor or wax, it really doesn't matter. But you do need to understand that pubic hair is there for a reason. Some OBGYNs do not recommend that you go completely clean. But, you know, it's a matter of personal preference. It's what do you prefer? What does your partner prefer? What do you feel most comfortable with? Now, if you've chosen to have the area lasered, God bless you. This girl, I cannot, I just can't. I, I can't imagine laying on a table and <laughs> putting my leg, legs up in a stirrup and telling some stranger to get real close up in there and laser off the hair. I just can't. Now, obviously, I have plenty of girlfriends who have done that and even waxing, but it just seems like everyone I know who's done that, it doesn't like completely take care of the hair. So then I'm like, what's the point? So because I really don't have any expertise in the waxing slash lasering of those areas, I want to talk to you about razor care. Getting an ingrown hair in that area is no joke. I have an acquaintance, a fellow fitness friend who got an ingrown hair in that area and left it untreated and then tried to treat it themselves and then continued to teach fitness classes wearing their tight, tight clothing in that area. And that ingrown hair eventually got so infected, it turned into a cyst that had to be surgically removed, leaving her out of commission for almost a month. If your grooming tool of choice is in fact a razor, here's some things you need to keep in mind. Number one, do not skimp. Spend the money and get a good razor. Number two, throw that razor away after it starts to get just even a little bit dull And you want to be very careful in how you store it. You want to store it so that, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Basically, the best way to store a razor is to hang it in an area of your shower where it can basically remain dry and to dry off the blades after you've used it because that water can create rust and bacteria, etc. And for this very sensitive area, you want to use a five-blade razor made out of premium stainless steel. And ultimately, if you can get one that has the the moisturizer around the outside of the blades, 
a five blade razor is really, really important because if you're using a two blade or even a three blade razor, and then you're using, what do you call it, like shaving cream or soap, and then you've got the hair, that's when razors get clogged. And it's that clogging that often can lead to a dull razor, which creates the razor burns. And those razor burns and bumps are the things that can get infected, not to mention the fact that when you're clogging the blades, you're leaving bacteria in the blades. So you can see how this is just a double-edged sword, no pun intended. And ultimately, you should have two separate razors, one for grooming pubic hair and one for shaving your legs and under your arms. I'm going to put a link to my favorite razor that I found for this area. I buy it on Amazon. It's pretty well-priced. I mean, there are definitely pricier options out there that are specifically made for women. But, you know, I think some of them are just like, I don't know. I've tried them and I didn't think it was worth the $10 more per razor price. So I'm going to share with you my favorite razor below. And I do. I use two different razors. They're different color handles. And that's how I keep them separate. After you're out of the shower, that's when, when your skin is moist, is when you want to hydrate the skin. In recent years, I've switched from using a lotion after the skin to using an oil. Now, this might not be for everybody. So if, you know, you don't like the feel of that and you prefer to use a lotion, then go for it. You know, find the right lotion for you. But for me, I love using a sesame oil. Now, sesame oil, a lot of people don't realize this. Like everyone always talks about coconut oil and olive oil. But let me tell you, the healing properties of sesame oil, look it up, are unbelievable. It kills bacteria. And I'll put a link to the one that I buy on Amazon. But I buy this organic, unrefined, Ayurvedic sesame oil, and then I just add my essential oils to it so that it smells really yummy. So, you know, whatever brand of essential oils you prefer, that's up to you. But you can mix and match different scents and make that oil smell so good. And my skin just naturally, because I'm Scottish and Irish, is naturally dry. So the oil for me is just a wonderful way to just seal in that moisture. And it also smells really good when you add the essential oils without adding a fragrance that could otherwise be toxic. Okay, one more beauty hack for you ladies. This is for those of you who do go to a nail salon to get your pedicures. Now, if you're doing your own pedicure at home, that's awesome. If, however, you are going to the salon, let me tell you it is worth the extra couple of bucks to make sure that you get gel polish on your toes. When you get gel polish on your toes, you don't have to wait for your toes to dry. You can put your socks on immediately after. And the gel polish pedicure lasts like four or five weeks versus a week and a half and your regular nail polish is flaking off. I also keep a couple of vials of essential oils in the cabinet where I store my tennis shoes, my workout shoes. And this is a little hack for you. Add a couple of drops of those essential oils to the inside of your shoes each time after you wear them. It's simple, it's easy, and it's just one of those ways where you're using a natural product, right? Because the baby powders are loaded with talcs and other unhealthy ingredients. You know, you just have to be careful. Listen, again, I'm not telling you you have to go all natural, 100% clean, organic beauty. The extent to which that's important to you is very individual. Like toothpaste, for example. Gosh, we didn't even talk about toothpaste. So for some people, they just refuse to use an organic toothpaste because they don't like the taste or feel or smell of it. But I think just like I said about the deodorant, 
you just have to try a bunch of different natural organic toothpaste until you find one that works for you. Again, I really like the Tom's toothpaste, but there are others I've tried that I think are great. You know what somebody needs to develop? is toothpaste that comes in a tube that's aesthetically pleasing. Sierra and I were just talking about this. I'm like, I wish somebody would make a toothpaste tube that was just all white. (laughs) Am I asking for too much? Anyways, I hope this was helpful for you. I'm not trying to make you buy a bunch of products. Hopefully these are some things you already have. Most of what I've included here is pretty inexpensive. Pick and choose. Take what works for you. Ignore that which does not. And be wary of those things that are marketed to us to make us feel like we are unclean or that there's something unfeminine about us if we don't do these things. You probably smell amazing as is. Like some people do. Some people just have this amazing pheromone that they put off. Their natural scent is beautiful. So don't think for a moment that you have to do any of these things or you have to cover up your own natural smells and oils, etc., I just wanted to share with you some potential options. I think it's always good to have that person who you can really trust and you can say, do I have body odor? Like, I feel like I don't need to wear deodorant. I said this to Brett recently. I'm like, do I ever smell? Like, do I need to wear deodorant? I don't feel like I do. Do I? And he's like, no, I never think you have body odor. So I think he would tell me the truth. But even still, I have been using Tom's. Anyways, now I'm going backwards. I hope you loved the Patreon episodes from this weekend. Saturday, the last Patreon episode for the Between Friends level, I shared the story about the time when I was choked by a stalker. This Saturday, you're going to get a nice, healthy dose of Brett Johnson and I together. That's going to be in the vault for those of you on in the vault level. And in the meantime, I just want to say thank you so much for subscribing to The Shalene Show. Thanks for offering your feedback after you listen to an episode. You can either do that inside the Patreon app if you are a Patreon member or inside the Pod Squad is where we discuss it on Facebook. All links to everything I've talked about are below in the show notes. I love you. I mean it. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shalene Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shalene Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. 